0: or they'll drag you down. It's not even a judgment on their character. It's a personal decision. Who are you going to allow into your sphere? What are your standards? What are you going to tolerate? Who are you bringing along to 2024? Perhaps this is the perfect time to drop the people that are not resonating on your frequency and have no intention of resonating on the frequency that you're heading in. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to the channel. It's been two days since my last mushroom trip. If you haven't seen the previous video, go check that out. There's an epic monologue that I recorded at the tail end of the shroom trip. So I'm channeling the shroom energy at that point. Uh, But it's been two days. I've had some time to think about all the lessons I've learned from the trip. And in this video, I want to share two things. I want to share the biggest lesson I learned from the trip. And it's all about relationships and basically tricky relationships. If you're facing any tricky relationship in your life, I think this is going to be very helpful to you because the insights I got were not just from myself, but from the mushrooms. And so they're very potent, I feel. And the second thing I want to share is some of the mechanics of how to navigate a difficult trip. Because the trip two days ago that I did was epic. But to get to the epicness, I had to go through the dark night of the soul. Fortunately, I was prepared for that because I've navigated this realm many times. And I can tell when a trip is going to be difficult. And I have tools to navigate through that but early on in my mushroom journey i didn't have those tools it was more difficult to navigate those moments because when you feel the resistance when you feel a block and you know everything is amplified on the shrooms so when you feel resistance you really feel it it's hard to believe in that moment that you're going to be able to navigate through that that you're going to be able to get out of the dark forest and find The bright, clear space and the light again, when you're in that dark, heavy energy. So, this video, I'm going to talk about some of the mechanics and the tools that I use in those difficult moments in the trip, how to best navigate them. And then I'll also share the lesson that I learned, the biggest lesson I learned on the trip. I'll start with the lesson. The lesson is take care of yourself and value yourself. And value your own self-worth. And don't let anyone convince you that you are inherently a bad person or that you inherently have some sort of flaw. That is not true. And if it was true, no outside person has the authority to know that. Only you and God know that. So if you truly feel like you've done something terrible in life, God will let you know about that, and karma will let you know. But other people's opinions about your character are their opinions. And here's the thing. If you're someone like me that appreciates honest feedback from friends, it can be hard not to take it on wholesale. Because if someone's giving you a certain type of feedback, You want to learn from it. You want to improve from it. But there's a very clear difference between helpful feedback and toxic feedback. And at times, it's a very subtle distinction. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so I invite you in your life, if you have any person that keeps giving you feedback but you sense deep down there's something toxic about the way they're doing it. It's not a friend pulls you aside and privately tells you, hey, you can be better in this and this and this way. That's great feedback. It's more of a, almost like a bullying or putting you down. You see, you don't guilt anyone into changing themselves. You inspire them to change. You show them the person they can be, not guilt them about who they're not. So in your life, if you have someone who is guilting you about something, that is not good feedback. They should be inspiring you to change. And that's the subtle difference. So when someone gives you feedback about how you can improve, if they're inspiring you to be a better person, that's great. That's a great friend. But if they're guilting you into look how you've behaved or look look the kind of person you are, there's something sinister going on there. Perhaps they're looking for a bit of a power trip. Maybe they're unhappy with life and they're taking it out on you. There's something going on there that's not quite right. And it can be very subtle. But the way you can tell is, Is it inspiring you? Is this person inspiring you to be better? Or are they guilting you about who you're not? The great friend will inspire you to raise your standards and to step into the greater you. They're not going to put you down for who you haven't yet become. As you can probably guess, the difficulty in my mushroom trip was that I was experiencing a situation with a friend where I realized their behavior was not okay by my standards. And that was a key word in the trip, actually, is raising your standards. I've talked about this in another video on my YouTube channel. And, you know, life will ask you to raise your standards in all areas. Raise your standards in your financial health. Raise your standards in your fitness. Raise your standards in the environment you live in. How clean is your environment? How tidy is your environment? What are your standards for that? But especially, life will test you in the area of relationships. What are the standards that you have for the kind of friends have in your life for the kind of people you allow in your life what are the standards you have for your closest relationships it's easier to see this in other people by the way i'm sure you can think of at least one person that has maybe low self-worth and they allow all sorts of negative people into their life that you yourself would never allow you might talk to them for five minutes, but you would never let them in to your life. But someone who hasn't raised their standards is allowing all sorts of negative, toxic, unhealthy energies into their sphere. But now we turn the mirror on ourselves, and we look at ourselves. Because it's easy to spot it in other people, but takes a bit of a an ego hit, perhaps, or it takes a bit of humbleness to see it in yourself, that perhaps you too have been tolerating certain behaviors from certain people in your life, that a version of you that had higher standards would not tolerate. the ideal version of you that is happy, confident, surrounded by supportive people and supportive relationships. They would not tolerate for a second anyone who doesn't match that frequency. Do you see what I mean? It's only when we have a lack of support or we feel unloved or we feel unlovable that we settle for mismatches, we settle for partial matches. And this became very evident to me on my mushroom trip, that I was tolerating behavior in my life from one specific person that I would not tolerate from any other friend in my sphere. But for some reason, I was tolerating from this person. You know, it's a fascinating thing, right? Like, why is it that the same behavior, if it came from any of my close friends, I would think something had gone terribly wrong. But from this person, I tolerated it. It's, it's an interesting dynamic, right? And, and it asks a lot of questions. And this is what the whole trip was about, was, first of all, realizing that it was a toxic relationship, because I train myself to see the good in everyone. And it, it actually takes me a little bit of time to see someone's darker side. Because I want to believe that they're coming from a good intention. So that was the first part was realizing this is not okay. This is toxic. And even if it's okay for someone else, if, even if there's an objective, let's call it, an an objective judge that would say, No, that behavior is okay. For my standards, it's not okay. So it was also a realization of understanding that. It doesn't matter if the behavior is okay objectively, I can set the standards for my life. And this is a huge, huge lesson that I invite you to integrate into your own life. You get to set the standard for the sorts of people you allow into your life. So don't look to anyone else of how they're setting the standard. You set the standard. And you can set the bar high or you can set the bar low. And to use a famous example. We all know Steve Jobs. We all know he had very high standards for the sort of products that Apple was making and the design, the quality, the, the everything from the buttons to the colors, to the finish, to the texture, to the material. He had extremely high standards. And would you ever come up to Steve Jobs and tell him, you know, most other companies, they're okay releasing mediocre products. You don't have to have this perfection. No, because you understood Steve Jobs was the type of person that set the bar high for himself and for everyone on his team. And that was the culture he built in his company. And you are the CEO of your life. What kind of culture are you creating in your life? You don't have to run a company to do this. It's What kind of culture are you creating in your social circle? even one person that's toxic that does not fit the frequency that you want to be on will drag the energy down so you you do have to be ruthless here and you know it's a it's a harsh word ruthless but you have to be decisive which was another keyword from the trip you have to commit and make the decision. What are your standards? And will you uphold them? Or will you let it slide? And in this situation, it was so difficult initially, to understand as much as I care for this person, and I see the good in them, for sure. But their behavior in certain aspects is unacceptable to me. And I cannot keep them in my life if I am to uphold the standards that I want across all of my friends. And again, comes back to the earlier point that I said, which is, would you accept this behavior from any other friend? And I realized I wouldn't. So why am I accepting it from this one person? why are they the exception? Why is the the yardstick that I'm measuring their behavior by different for them than it would be for any other friend? And by the way, I don't measure people's behavior in yardsticks day to day, right? So this was sort of terminology that came to me on the mushroom trip, and it was a learning experience for me. It was the mushrooms teaching me that You do have to have a yardstick of quality here. And you've been letting it slide with this particular energy that you've been letting into your life. So it was difficult. It was very difficult the first half of the trip. Because also, you know, I'm not perfect either. I've not shown up perfectly in this friendship with this person either. So, there was this instinct to say, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the whole problem. Maybe it's not them at all. It really took me some time and the help of the mushrooms to understand that while I may have made mistakes in the friendship, it does not excuse their behavior. So, you don't have to be this perfect angel of a human being to have certain standards in your life for how people treat you how they talk to you how they give you feedback how they how they are like their energy what are the what is the energy they're bringing to the table so just because we all have shades of gray does not excuse someone else's behavior and again you get to set the standard this is not some Courtroom. This is not judging someone for all eternity. It's just making a very clear decision about who are the sorts of people I want in my life. And we are going into 2024 in three days. This is a vital question. Who are you bringing along to 2024? Perhaps this is the perfect time to drop the people that are not resonating on your frequency and have no intention of resonating on the frequency that you're heading in. And it's very tough for me anyway. I know for some other people, bless them, it's quite easy. And I want to learn from those people because it's tough for me. It's, I, I have not cut out many people from my life. It's always a difficult decision for me to block someone or to cut them out because it feels so final, but that's kind of the point. In order to move to the next level of your life, you have to fly with the eagles. You cannot keep allowing jealous, petty, toxic people in your life and fly with the eagles at the same time. You either fly with the eagles only or you have a whole mishmash of energy and that's going to, the average of that is going to bring you down. So if you want the average frequency of your life to be high-flying, quality, extraordinary, whatever that means to you personally, you've got to drop the anchors. That was another big message from the shrooms, you've got to drop the anchors, drop the anchors that are holding you down. Now, this could be people, it could be a job, it could be a living situation, it could be a partner, whatever pops up in your mind right now, it should be quite obvious. It's an energetic anchor. And unless you drop it, you do not get to move to the next level. So the question for you is, are you going to enter 2024 with the anchors still attached to you, basically repeating the same lessons, repeating the same level, or are you going to drop the anchors once and for all, set your standards higher, and enter 2024 a new man, a new woman? Like Neville Goddard says in his books, you have to die to the old man and step into the new man. In order to step into the new you, you have to let go of the anchors that are holding you back. And for me, where that shows up most clearly is people. People will either lift you up or they'll drag you down. And it's not even a judgment on their character, it's a personal decision. Who are you going to allow into your sphere? What are your standards? What are you going to tolerate? I cannot overstate how much someone else's energy affects your life. Even meeting someone for coffee seems like a very innocent thing. You're exchanging energy with someone. And if your intuition tells you, no, do not meet this person, or past experience has shown you, every time you meet this person, you feel drained after, listen to that voice. Listen to your intuition be discerning about who you meet and who you allow into your energy space. To be in your energy is a privilege. And I'm speaking to you, the person watching this, to be in your energy is a privilege. And if someone doesn't respect that privilege, get them out of your life. You don't owe anybody your time or energy. Keep your circle tight keep it small, and keep it positive. Optimistic. Fly with the eagles. So let me talk a little bit about the mechanics of the trip and how it went down. I went into this trip during the full moon, December 26. I knew it was going to be a special night. And I wanted to do the mushroom trip specifically during the full moon. I wanted to see what kind of energies would happen. I was not disappointed. But here's what happened in the beginning. And thank God I was prepared for this because otherwise the whole trip could have just gone off the rails. So I take the mushrooms, I go up to the roof of this villa to see the sunset. Beautiful, gorgeous view. The mushrooms kick in, the visuals kick in, and I'm feeling sad which makes almost no sense to me because I've been having a great week, been having a great month, been having a great year, but I'm sad. And I can't put my finger on it. I just feel off. And it's so frustrating in the mushroom trip because you feel like you should be enjoying it. You should be enjoying the sunset. You should be enjoying the visuals. Why am I unhappy? this is the lesson of resistance you know if you feel this during your mushroom trip the idea is to accept it sit with the emotion get curious about it and just wait the answers will come the reason why you're sad the reason why you're unhappy it will float up to the surface but it may take a little bit of time and so don't get frustrated in the beginning Feeling like you should be enjoying something, but you're not. If you're not enjoying the trip, it's okay. This is the work. It just means there's extra homework to do during this trip. If you want to level up, if you want to grow as a person and you're not feeling happy in the trip, this is good because you're going to get to do the work. So I'm sitting there and I'm just progressively becoming more and more unhappy. And eventually, this friend that I've had issues with pops up in my mind. And I realize, okay, yes, this is probably something around them, my relationship with them. But I don't see a clear path. It's almost like I have these two decisions in my mind. Stay in the friendship, or let it go. And it feels very binary, it feels very black and white and I don't see the solution. Of course, this is just the beginning of the trip. It it couldn't have been more than half an hour or 45 minutes into this trip, and I'm already expecting the answers. So remind yourself also, if you're ever doing a trip and you have this burning question and you have sadness around it or frustration around it, give it time. A trip is usually five, six, seven hours. So there's going to be a lot of time to figure this out. Any challenge you're facing in the mushroom trip, don't expect the answers in the first hour. The first hour, the first two hours is more like, it's really about exploring the problem and understanding how you got to where you got in the first place. How did you allow this problem into your life? How did you allow this energy into your life? It's about sitting with the problem truly understanding it so that when the solution comes and the mushrooms will give you solutions when the solution comes you fully grok it you fully understand why you have to make the difficult decision that you have to make whatever it is in your life because if the mushrooms just gave you the answer in the first hour you're at the same level of consciousness in that first hour as you are in your day-to-day life. So you would not be able to accept the answer. Do you see what I mean? You actually have to sit with the mushroom chip for three, four hours and let your consciousness be shifted, be morphed, be molded by the mushrooms, to get to a frequency where you're able to see the clear path and you're able to see the solutions. Was it Einstein that said the solution cannot be found at the same frequency as the problem or the same level of thinking? So you're at a certain level of thinking as you go into a mushroom trip. By the end of the trip, you're at a whole new level of thinking, but it takes time to get there. So The mushroom trip is a journey, it's a mental journey of upgrading your thinking, upgrading your consciousness, unlocking God mode. And from God mode, you're able to see the zoomed out view of your life, you're able to see the maze, you're able to make the right decision. So when you go back into human mode, and you go back to a previous level of consciousness, but not quite the same, The mind, once stretched, can never return to its original dimensions. So you're getting stretched by the mushrooms, and even though you kind of stretch back, you're never going to go back to exactly the same consciousness. And that's the beauty of it, is you keep upgrading your consciousness bit by bit, step by step. Not all in one go, but step by step. So I'm sitting on the roof. I'm... I'm unhappy. I'm like, maybe I should change the music. This is also really funny. The music is great. When I feel resistance to the music, I know it's not the music, it's something going on internally. And I'm trying to look for an outside factor that I can change to alleviate the pain, the grief, the sadness. So, of course, I'm on my iPhone looking on YouTube for some other music changing the song, changing the playlist. It's not the music. It's your resistance. And later in the trip, I would go back to the original music that I started with and finish that set. And this is really important. is If you start with one playlist or one set, I like to listen to these six-hour sets. You can find them at jameszander.com slash playlist. I put all my mushroom music there. If you start with a certain music you want to let it play through all the way. Even as you feel resistance to the music, it's not the music. It's not the music. It's something within you. And the music is guiding you. It's helping you work through it. So stick with the music, stay with it. And it will evolve, it'll change, it'll bring you to a new place. That would be my recommendation. So The sunset's over. It starts raining a little bit. I go back downstairs. As I'm walking down the stairs, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I feel sad, but it's also kind of contained. Like I, and I, the thought that comes to my mind is, I haven't cried in a long time. Guess what happened later in the trip? It's kind of funny. It's like the universe sets you up for these things. Oh, I haven't cried in some time. Guess what you're going to be doing later in this trip? (laughs) just a funny, funny way the universe works. So anyway, I go back inside, and I cannot figure this out. This problem I have with this specific person, I intuitively feel that the behavior is not acceptable. But can I let them go? Can I really let them go? Should I give them another chance? By the way, if you're asking yourself, should I give someone another chance? that's a hint and a half that this relationship has fallen way below your normal level of standards. If you've got to give someone multiple chances, it's below your standards. Because again, look at your other relationships that are flowing well, that are positive, that are enriching, that are lifting you up. You probably don't even use the words, give them another chance in a healthy relationship, in a healthy friendship. So the moment it becomes about, can I trust them again? Can I give them another chance? Will this behavior repeat? The moment you start asking those questions, it's a hint and a half. It's a hint and a half that something's terribly off track. So there I am trying to figure this out. Not having an objectively good time during this trip, but also trusting that I'll figure it out because I've had this before. I've had difficult trips before, and I always remember that by the end of the trip, I come to some sort of resolution. There's not been a single trip in my life where I have not found some sort of salvation, some sort of resolution by the end of the trip. No matter how hairy the problem seems in the beginning, somehow by the end of the six hours. It's like a miracle happens. What's really happening is you go from one level of thinking, the problem thinking, to the solution thinking. But to get there, you have to go through the stages of grief, through the stages of sadness. I mean, I was sitting there and so, so much sadness because I did care for this person, but I could not see how this friendship could continue in any meaningful way. Going forward, and I knew I had to make a difficult decision. And the mushrooms showed me a couple things that helped. Number one, the lesson I mentioned earlier—they showed me the tolerance issue. Why are you tolerating one type of behavior from this person, where the same behavior from your other friends you wouldn't even dream that that would happen? Why the disparity? As soon as I saw that, that was a major aha moment. It was like a light bulb went off in my head because it was undeniable. I would not tolerate this behavior from this friend, this friend, and this friend. So why this person? Why am I tolerating a certain level of behavior here that is far below my normal standards for what a friend is? That was the first aha moment. The second thing that the mushrooms showed me was they basically said, don't you see what a blessing this is? Do you not see what a gift this is? That this person showed their true colors to you in this way. On Christmas Eve, by the way, the the problem was brewing for a while, but there was a moment on Christmas Eve that really showed me who this person was. And the mushrooms were telling me, don't you see this as a gift? This is the blessing of all blessings. To enter 2024, cleared of this energy, clear of this person, and having gotten the lesson of boundaries, of standards, of tolerance that you can now apply to every future relationship, This is the gift of all gifts. What this person did for you is a huge gift. The lesson they taught you through this will serve you for life. And hearing that from the mushrooms, I mean, I think I literally started crying from gratitude. And I would love to pass this feeling that I felt to you. Whatever you're going through that you think is a curse or you think is a tragedy or you think is something terrible or someone's ruined it for you somehow flip it on its head flip it 180 degrees and ask yourself could this be the blessing of all blessings could this be the gift of all gifts truly once i saw that on the mushrooms it was it was a true revelation I was like, wow, it is a gift to learn this lesson here in 2023, right before the end of the year, a very powerful lesson that is going to serve me immensely well as I move into 2024. And to receive the gift on Christmas Eve, the timing of that, the timing of that is insane. It's incredible. It's Beyond what I could have imagined. And so I think I literally started laughing of how incredible the series of events. Neville Goddard calls it the bridge of incidents that leads you to a revelation, that leads you to a manifestation. It's a bridge of incidents that you could not have foreseen, even the way this mushroom trip happened. I had envisioned months ago, I would love to have a trip in a beautiful villa alone, surrounded by nature. I was not living in a villa. The way this came about, this trip, a friend was leaving town for a few days. His whole villa was open. It just magically, everything aligned for this trip to happen at that exact moment, at the full moon, in the perfect location, could not have been planned better, could could not have been imagined better. And then on top of that, to receive this gift, which I initially interpreted as some sort of tragedy, but which is actually a blessing in disguise. It's a blessing in disguise. And my God, if you can sense this in your life, is there a blessing in disguise with what you're going through? Is there someone in your life that has taught you a powerful lesson that stings, that hurts, But it can actually be the gift of all gifts, and it'll serve you for the rest of your life. Do you feel that? Tune into that. So that was the second revelation. The third moment that came up for me was decision. Once you know the truth of a situation, will you make the decision that requires courage? It always requires courage to break up with someone, to cut someone out of your life, to leave a job that you're not happy with, to pursue your dream, to move countries, to leave a long-term relationship, whatever this is for you. It does take courage, absolutely. Are you strong enough to make that decision? Do you trust the universe enough to make the decision? decision which i believe comes from a greek word that means to cut you're cutting off all the other potential timelines you're making a clear decision one path but to make that one path you have to cut every other timeline if you're ambivalent at all in any way and you're trying to leave multiple doors open that is not a decision that is ambivalence That is vagueness. That is staying at the same level and getting to repeat the same lesson again. You have free will. You can do that. But if you truly want to move forward in any part of your life, you've got to start making those decisions. Those one-way door decisions. Not a revolving door where you keep coming back. One way. Close the door and you move forward. Can you make that decision? And so I spent a lot of time in the trip with the mushrooms discussing that, feeling into that. Can I make this decision? I know the decision I have to make here. Am I strong enough to make it? Do I trust myself, my instincts, and the universe, and God to make the decision that I know is the right decision for me? cannot speak for anyone else. But for me, this is the right decision. And so I want to ask you, is there a decision that you have to make before the end of the year, perhaps, that requires courage and requires trust? And you already know the answer. You already know the answer. And if you don't know the answer, come back to your standards. What are your standards for life? What are you asking life of? By the way, let me mention here a side note about acceptance. Because if you've done mushrooms or psychedelics or any spiritual work, you know that acceptance is a big part of the journey. Accepting what comes up, accepting what is. So one could say, why don't you accept this person as they are? And I want to explain that because there is a subtle distinction here. Acceptance in the spiritual sense is accepting what you cannot change. If you're outside and it starts raining, do you accept the rain with open arms and you dance in the rain? Or do you complain about it? Can't change the rain, can change your attitude. That's one type of acceptance. However, the things that you can change, I believe the universe expects you to go ahead and change them. So simple example, if you're unhealthy, and you're not taking care of yourself, that is not acceptance. You are not supposed to sit there and say, I accept this unhealthiness. That is something you can change. That is something you can improve, even 1%. Everyone can agree with that. You can absolutely improve by 1%. So go ahead and raise your standards in that area and start working on that. So in my case, with this particular person, the thing that was holding me back was the acceptance piece. I should just accept them as they are and deal with them as I can. Maybe not be so close to them, but allow them in my life and just accept them. That was my perspective in the beginning until I came back to the standards. What are my standards for friends in my life? What are my standards for the way I want to be treated? What are my standards for the people that I want in my life, the people that I allow into my life? Once I realized that my standards were my responsibility and that if I chose high standards, it automatically means not accepting certain levels of behavior not tolerating certain things and i realized if i was if i was going to raise and maintain a certain level of standard i cannot accept certain behaviors not even anything to do with this person anymore i cannot accept this behavior from anyone i will not tolerate this this is a form of self love by the way Do you love yourself enough? Do you have enough self-worth to realize when you've dropped your standards? Do you have enough self-love to realize that something is unacceptable? Or are you going to let anyone walk over you? Another thing that came up on this trip was the idea of tests. And this was really interesting. So essentially, there's two tests going on in my situation. Number one is, I feel like this person is testing me. They're testing to see what they can get away with. How much will I accept of their behavior? And you probably have experienced a similar situation in your life. Someone is testing how much they can get away with. To the degree that you allow them to walk all over you, to that degree they will walk over you. So... I realized this person was testing me. I hadn't, it hadn't crossed my mind before. I looked back through the messages and the communication and the memories of this person and all everything combined. And I realized, wow, they're testing me to see if I'm gonna let them treat me this way. I am a hundred percent certain that there are other people in this person's life that they would not dare to treat the same way or to speak to the same way. So they found someone in me that they can treat a certain way and they're exploiting that. It's like exploiting a bug in the system. You know, someone finds someone that they can have a bit of a power trip over and they get to play with them. Very important to realize that. If someone is being toxic in your life, they're testing you. They're testing you to see If you're gonna let them get away with it will you pass the test will you accept this behavior or will you say not acceptable you see this often in family the way family members treat each other but as soon as the guests come in the house for a dinner everyone's positive everyone's on their best behavior as soon as it's just the family People treat each other in ways that they would never treat people outside the family that way. So it's a bit paradoxical that people that are closest to you are often the ones that will cross boundaries, either from lack of awareness or they are intentionally doing it. It honestly doesn't matter. What matters is what are the standards that you're going to uphold? Okay, okay. So it doesn't matter if they're doing it intentionally or unintentionally, consciously or unconsciously. Come back to yourself. Take responsibility for allowing certain behaviors into your life, certain energies, certain ways of being treated, and make a decision. Are you going to allow this or not? So that's the first test. The person is testing you. The second test is from the universe. The universe is testing you. It's bringing you the perfect person to trigger the exact part of you that needs work. To test your self-worth, to test your self-love, to test your trust. The universe is bringing you the most awesome, incredible test. Will you pass it? If you pass it, you get to move on to the next level. If you don't pass it, no big deal. It's just going to repeat the lesson. It's going to repeat it with the same person or a different person, different places, different faces, but kind of the same thing. You're going to get to repeat the lesson. But if you use this moment, whatever challenging moment you're going through, and you see it as a test, this is the test of the video game of life. Are you ready to move to the next level? Are you ready to enter the new level in 2024? If you are, make the tough decision, make the commitment, make the courageous decision, and you get to pass the test. Here's the other thing. The decision feels difficult in the moment. But months from now or years from now, you're going to look back at this decision as the most freeing, liberating blessing of your life. So sometimes what feels So difficult and so painful in the moment is actually the most freeing gift that the universe is trying to give you. It has set up all these beautiful circumstances for your benefit. The drama of life, this movie of your life, is set up exactly to teach you the lesson that you need to learn. The exact lesson that you need to learn this year. Will you pass the test? You got free will. It's completely up to you. I decided I'm going to pass the test. I'm going to make the tough decision. And I'm going to do what I know is right for my heart. And I invite you to do the same. Do not enter 2024 carrying old energy. Do not enter 2024 carrying anchors and heavy weights. Let them go. Let them go. Let the anchors go. Drop the anchors. Drop anything in your life that is holding you back. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? This is so important. You will not level up in 2024 unless you drop the anchors. New year, new me, but it's not going to be a new year for you unless you step into the new man, into the new woman that you know you are. And you die to the old man. You stop behaving in ways that your old self would behave. You stop tolerating the things that your old self tolerated this is growth this is evolution thank you for listening subscribe to the channel for more shroomy insights and i'll see you in the next video this episode is sponsored by magicmush.ca if you're looking for an online dispensary for magic mushrooms mushroom chocolate, and other high-quality psychedelic products, head over to magicmush.ca and use the promo code JAMES to get 25% off. Thank you for listening, and have a beautiful trip. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something today, and I hope this episode helped you in your psychedelic and spiritual journey. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my other podcast, The James Zander Trip, where every week I bring a fascinating guest onto the podcast to dive into psychedelics, mindset, and spirituality. Search for The James Zander Trip on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or visit jameszandertrip.com. I recommend listening to the first episode, where I dive into ayahuasca with my friend Jacob and his wild experiences on psychedelics. And if you want to stay connected with me, join my free newsletter at jamesandertrip.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy my brand new audio course, Unlock God Mode. Unlock God Mode is a four-week experience where every day you'll get a 15-minute audio lesson that gives you frameworks, tools, and perspectives to upgrade your relationship with life. In the same way that mushrooms give you insights that help you up-level in the video game of life, I designed this course to do the same thing for you. I've compiled every lesson that I learned through psychedelics, through meditation, through my spiritual work, through life. I've put my best tools in this course so that no matter who you are, if you choose to go on this adventure with me, you're going to learn some amazing frameworks. You're going to learn to see life with new eyes. You will improve your relationship with life and by extension, your life will improve. If you're interested in more details, go to jameszander.com godmode, or use the link in the show notes. Use the promo code shrooms for a special discount. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I deeply appreciate you. Feel free to reach out to me through my newsletter. Go to jameszander.com to sign up. I'd love to connect.